Hi, welcome to My Beautiful Darklisted Fantasy, a podcast where two friends and music enthusiasts, Dan and Alex, face off against the mighty editors of Rolling Stone magazine. Each week, as we descend Rolling Stone's 500 greatest albums of all time list, we'll be reviewing, debating, and mostly disagreeing with the placement and or even inclusion of albums 100 down to 1. At the end of each episode, we'll place the album in our own unique and personal lists, our beautiful dark lists, if you will, and hopefully by the end of the series, we'll be able to stand back, reflect, gestate on two entirely different lists of our greatest albums of all time. And we encourage anyone listening at home to one, follow us on Instagram, mbdlf on the school podcast, and also to play along, make your own lists, listen to the albums with us. That's what we're doing it for. Anyway, let's get into it, and it's my pleasure to introduce a guest for this episode, a Stooges fanboy, <laughs> Tom Bibb. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm alright, mate. How are you? I'm alright. How's um, how's lockdown been treating you? Uh, it's you know it's boring. Is you know yeah, the only pretty... the only the only word that springs to mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all in a support bubble for each other, and so yeah, in yeah, this room, this is, this is totally legal right now. Yeah. It's therapy. <laughs> Yeah, it's important. For all, um, for, all, for all the fans out there, please don't report any of us. Yeah. Oh, you, you just dumped us in. Any <laughs> of that. For all the fans, fans in Nigeria. This is all, um, we're all in different rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, do, we're actually doing this podcast remotely, by exactly. the way. Yeah, Tom sounds like he's speaking through a phone. So, Tom, yeah, pass, me that, pass me that drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. so. <laughs> This week we've got uh, Funhouse by the Stooges, um, 1970s album. Well, it came out in 1970. Mm. Commercially unsuccessful, but helped them garner a cult following. Um, produced by Don Gallucci. Uh, do you know much about Don Gallucci? I don't know. Um, it was so he produced their second album. They, he didn't produce their first album. That yeah, was, yeah. That was John Cale from the Velvet Underground. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. That was in '69. He just he just left Velvet Underground. I think at that. Point. Yeah. Lou Reed and that. Lou Reed. And Lou Reed and that. that. Yeah. Yeah. The so boys. <laughs> oh, insightful as Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah, and um, and you know, as part of you know a series of sort of label decisions that was made on behalf of the band, they got rid of John Cale's mixes of the album because they were. I've listened to them and they were kind of pretty horrendous on the face of it. I mean, what, I, in, in what, what way? way? I mean, too too clean. I, you'd have to listen to it. Oh no, like sort of annoying mid range, like um, way like really really fuzzed out. I mean, the Velvet Underground had just done White Light White Heat, which yeah. is the last album he was yeah. on, and that is like super fuzzed out, you know. And Lou Reed just loves that sort of um, completely sort of crushed mix sound. Yeah, and that's what didn't. they were going for. Yeah. Well, the label uh, didn't. That was the issue. Oh shit! Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, on this album, they did have they did have some difficulty producing it because the first day they recorded it, they recorded it with tons of like acoustic equipment. Yeah. Everyone baffles. had headphones on, baffles, yeah. all that, and uh, they actually hated it. So yeah. they they literally pulled ripped it all, ripped it all down. Yeah. yeah, and then just like record it as though it's sort of a live set, um, mm-hmm. which comes off weirdly, I think, okay. in this. Like yeah. some tracks sound sick. Like Dirt in particular, I love that track. I think it's great. Yeah, um, that's a great one. But others, the mix is just a bit weird. Yeah, the I mix mean, it sounds strange. It's it's it. I guess it's very characteristic of the time. I mean, sort of. I get the convention for a lot of recording studios at that time was you know like they isolation had kind of become the thing in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they they sort of were like, well, we could do it this way, or we could just do it like our live set because that's how we keep the energy. You know? Yeah. Um. And so they did it that way, and you know Iggy was holding a handheld mic, a bit like, a bit like the one I'm using now. Yeah, <laughs> sounds, sounds like dog shit. But there we, are. we improvise, and I yeah. guess. And you're I gonna have to improvise now. I will. <laughs> I just deleted all my notes on this, but I think at this point, <laughs> I guess what they were trying to go for is because, like, well, I, after listening to this album, I realised when you listen to the Stooges, you want to be there, you want to go see them live. That's mm. how they're supposed to be heard. Yeah, yeah. So they can all experience, and they're trying to encapsulate that on a record which is always difficult but I think they did their best shot trying to recreate that and the way that they ripped everything down out in the studio it does sound so more live than any album I've ever heard yeah it does sound, it does sound raw it's like, like it's, it's like experiencing a live concert yeah in, in yeah. like record form yeah lo- loads of reviewers were like saying they were like comparing it to like jazz the way they were like bouncing yeah. the way they were like bouncing off each other into, not, not like isn't like yeah. the sound but like yeah. 
the way that it's all it feels improvised. Yeah, I think on Funhouse it was like he's almost. I mean, I'll get um, we'll get into that later, but he's yeah. almost like orchestrating the band Iggy. Yeah, yeah. He's voicing all the different yeah, elements yeah, of yeah. band. So we'll get into that later though. Yeah. Should we uh, should we do what do we thoughts before we press play? Thoughts before we press play on this one. Yeah, Tom, you can kick us off. So that's a little segment where we just you know a bit more about the band, obviously. I think. Yeah. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you press play, to perhaps re-listen to this before this episode. Uh, what were you thinking about Scooters in this album? Um, I mean, I've, I've I've loved this album for a long time, so it was exciting for me. I mean, the first time I heard it, I hadn't actually heard this record. It was when I bought this this copy here. Yeah. Um, and so it was it was nice to hear that like in in that format. This copy, by the way, referring to the gift. <laughs> the gift. The gift. <laughs> oh yes, the gift. The gift. Oh yes, because we started the recording. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Uh, I have with me uh, a final copy of Funhouse. Gateful. Yeah. <laughs> gatefold baby yeah we're live Stu- uh, yeah it's the live gate oh gibberish there <laughs> cut that no <laughs> no chance yeah cheers mate oh thanks for giving us that gift oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Great. oh yeah you, you totally <laughs> anyway, I so cut right. you off I cut you off uh, yeah so thought, yeah, thoughts thoughts on listening to it on vinyl um, <laughs> yeah, better, better ex- <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, to, to all the listeners who who are gonna think I'm a bit of a, a bit of a dick for saying this, um, the I've listened to a few digital versions and yeah. this is this is so much better. Packs packs much more of a punch, um, much more sort of resonant low end stuff like yeah. that, and all that sort of nonsense that no one really cares about. Um, no, I think, so, I, think yeah. it, I think it definitely would have an impact on particularly this album. I think you care about it when you hear it. When you haven't heard it in that form, yeah. it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, it's just, just like, don't know what he's on about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <like>. But <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I, um, well, I, I'm curious about you guys. Because, yeah, Alex, like, I, went, yeah. I didn't know much about the Stooges uh, before hearing play on this, to be honest. I, I knew about Iggy Pop, knew about how much of a loony he is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, how, yeah, yeah, he's... I watched some videos on him, and I got he's he's entertaining. He's the, an entertaining. The, the original sort of uh, sort of theatrical frontman. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Great frontman. Yeah. In, basically, in, it was credited with inventing stage diving. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was the thing. You, you read stories, and it was like he would you know he would roll around in like broken glass on the yeah. floor where the crowd is and stuff. You know. He's, there's pretty crazy shots of that. We just dived in like the front, <laughs> screaming. I don't know what I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sadomasochism in the 40s, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I was a bit like, I'm curious about it. Short album, so I was like, oh, yeah. leave, this, very, leave very, this for a nice little Monday morning. Very just tight to go cut, through. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's very tight. Um, and I, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. It's not my kind of music, to be honest. Do you ever listen to punk rock? N- never. He doesn't like that term. I know. No, yeah, I was, like I, was wondering, I was wondering if you would have, would have heard that. It's like, difficult yeah, to no, call this punk rock, though. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, maybe he's just trying to butt, you know, go against the grain. Yeah, that was like, in an interview by in the 80s, though. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it, that was when he was working with Bowie and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I mean... Um, I mean, this record is probably the closest the Stooges come to punk. Like, I mean, the one they did after when they sort of broke up and then reformed was Raw Power. Yeah. Um, am I? Is my mic still? You're fine, Tom. Yeah, you're okay, all good. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear the mic as well, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, and where, where was I? Just go from like Raw Power. Raw Power. Yeah. <laughs> so Raw Power has got some of my favorite tracks on it. Their debut has some of my favorite tracks on it. But this this is kind of like, in my opinion, their most sort of complete record. Yeah. Would you would you call this punk then? You would call this punk. Um, this is probably the closest they get to punk. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say. I mean, I think I think they definitely came to call it punk just because of the influence it had on yeah. the scene and like oh, the, all the people it inspired. Yeah, they're often referred to as proto-punk, like you know, like yeah. preceding punk. Literally, yeah. the origins. Yeah. 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 What about you, Dan? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew who Iggy Pop was, but I didn't actually realize how <laughs> mental he was. Yeah. Um, you just I, know him from the insurance adverts, right? Probably. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> to be honest, I think our, if you don't know who the Stooges are, right, and you didn't grow up listening to the Stooges or, like, get to know them earlier on, my perception of Iggy Pop was just this really cringe old bloke. I think that's what you texted me a couple of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, but with, like, like, with, like, sagging skin and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, just because yeah, just, yeah, just, like, yeah. what's he doing? Um, but once you actually get into the legacy of everything and like where he's come from and everything, you, you start to realise actually he's at, yeah he's massive oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. he's been around huge. Yeah, so anyway, I didn't really know who he was. Then I didn't really know who the Stooges were. Yeah, so I, I knew that after doing a little bit of prep, just 
finding out how mental Iggy was, that this was going to be like avant-garde mm. and like raw, thesaurus primal. <laughs> uh, anyway, I went in, but I thought because it was the 70s, and which is basically still the 60s. Yeah. I thought... Is what, it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the, the 70s is what, the 70s the, had what most started. people thought the 60s was. Yeah. 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 That's about speaking my like culture, speaking culturally. like people who know what they're on about in yeah. the sixties and seventies, yeah. who were born then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I went in. I pressed play, and it was because what I was saying before that, before you really cut me off, but yeah. um, <laughs> the, because it was still basically sixties. I thought that what they would take as experimental would be like just like a, a strong riff, but this is it just eclipsed any idea of what I thought this album would be. I thought it would be like relatively experimental but it turned out to be just this like absolute clusterfuck yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. in a way because I was like whoa this is this is early music as well like, yeah early yeah, yeah yeah and it's literally pushing boundaries so much yeah so I was really impressed by it I thought it was really interesting cool. I mean when when, uh, when we did the band they were hailed as being experimental yeah. and if you listen to that album compared <laughs> to this like it, only a few two years, different kinds of experiment yeah. experimentation yeah. going on yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, se- several kinds, several kinds of experimentation going on within the stooges. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Should we get in, Should we get into the tracks? Should we start yeah, off? Yeah. Oh, should we do album cover? Is that? Yeah, oh shit! Cover. Yeah, we've got to do album cover. Right, Completely now, forgot. This is this is exactly why I brought this thing along because uh, the folks at home can't see this, but Shame. the album <laughs> the album cover is actually in gatefold, so that means you could, it carries on onto the back of the album. All of you noobs on Spotify right now, you're not. You yeah, guys. Appreciate. <laughs> See, album album art means nothing anymore. Yeah. I saw on a genius annotation uh, that it was like referencing the Doors. Um, yeah, I can so, see oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I can see you that. Can see that, but it's. I'll start on this and what I take from it. I, yeah. I really like it, and I think it's hard not to compare the sort of hellish backscape with what like the heavy metal lot we're doing in yeah. the 80s with like Judas Priest and Exodus yeah, yeah. but I think theirs is far more <clears throat> satanic this is well, more this, hellish oh, this is more like hellish yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. visceral just, you know, you, you, when you see that art you're not thinking oh god I'm going to be praying to a demon later no. no you just think like I'm in for a really hellish experience I think it it, it sounds again like with currents yeah it looks how it sounds well, I think those those other. I mean, I think back to the Metallica record we did. That was very much like rooted in fantasy yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of like the content. So when you've got like that kind of de- like satanic feel to it, it has got that almost like fiction side of it. But with this, it's a bit more human. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I like. It. <laughs> uh, I really like the sound cover. I think it's Iggy cool. On the front, you know, the one yeah, the, yeah. It's also, so that's Iggy. There. So Iggy's sorry, people. Iggy is like superimposed over Iggy, like. Okay, so they're both Iggy. That's why yeah. they're photoshopping. So, so and, and also, <laughs> and that's great as well because you can turn the album like on its side. And, oh and it's shit! Still, it's still yeah, yeah. So who's that? Like bottom left, uh, bottom I think, right. I think that's Dave Alexander. Uh, uh, I see. think all their names are actually on the inside of this. So yeah. Um, nice spread yeah. of them on the inside. Yeah, no, I, I love this album cover as well. You know, it's like very very high contrast, like lovely lovely color scheme and stuff. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I like the font as well. Oh yeah, classic. It's a nice font. Yeah, <laughs> incredibly seventies. Yeah, it is. It's almost as good as the font on your note stand before they got deleted. <laughs> oh well. Modern fonts. Ty- ty- typography <laughs> expert. Over there. <laughs> uh, right. So should we go into track one? Yeah. This is <laughs> down on the street. Right. <laughs> I lost my notes on this. So one of you kicked me off. Um, do you want to go first? Or? Well, I mean, I, so I, I, I first of all, sounds so live already. Like you, you get it from the offset, like what they were trying to achieve with it in this yeah. track. Um, Iggy almost unintelligible. 
That's uh, as Very per yeah. as per on this record. It gets worse. Yeah, I mean, I I went into this being like, this is is this like a like an ambitious concept piece like last week? Um, but yeah, yeah, but no, he is like that the whole album. So. Um, yeah, very freeform. Um, I, I like this track compared to a lot of the others. I thought it was a good opening tr- opening track. Sick riff as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, sh- huge opener, and like this is actually one of the label decisions I think was was a good thing. They wanted to have loose, which is the second track. Yeah. As the opener, um, we'll get onto that track and why I think that could also be a good opener. But I think it was a great idea to have this first because that that opening riff is just so yeah. like huge yeah. and iconic. Yeah, like, it just sounds like the fucking devils in the room, you know. Yeah, it I mean, it suits everything that you go into the album expecting. Yeah, like, yeah. you get that, you get that riff ripped out of the beginning. Yeah. It's like, right, possibly, I'm, I'm possibly, in the funhouse. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Possibly the hugest chorus as well. Is there's no hook. It's just like it just sounds massive. Yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah. It's a real achievement of recording. I think this record in particular, but yeah. Yeah, anything you remember about this track well, that you want to try and notes, bullshit like, through? On a minute, classically, like, type out the riff because I love this so much. <laughs> it was like, damn, damn, I don't know. Anyway, I've got it. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly how it works. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Anyway, yeah, I think this one slaps. Um, I, I, when you said it sounded the most live, I thought it sounded the most studio. Oh, all the tracks. And I right. can see why they put it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the most marketable by miles. Well, yeah, and the, for for the single, no, I don't think it maybe is. Dirt is maybe dirt. Dirt as well, yeah. But I mean, I, I, the two. I think nineteen seventy was actually a single as well. Oh um, right, okay. And that was like subtitled. I feel alright because he yeah, screams that. Yeah, that was just what he song. screams for half of it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think what was quite funny is if you listen to the single version of uh, Down on the Street, like the the label obviously like decided they had to overdub some like really really cheesy electric organ yeah at the top of it and like just to add that sort of doorsy blues feeling yeah yeah because obviously these guys are obviously heavily influenced by the doors but like i i feel like that was just funny and i, I i'm a big fan of electric organ stuff but yeah like that that i just thought was just hilarious to listen to what well, to the way they put that in yeah, it yeah. Just compl- and you know they cut out some of iggy's sort of vocal riffing and stuff like yeah just because they're like oh the public don't want to hear this <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Love I, I love yeah. that part about the album i love iggy's riffs i mean where else are you going to hear that yeah, he uh, yeah. the way he sings. And no one has heard it by that point. Yeah, exactly. we've not we've not had any singers like this on the list so far. No, like no. it very much feels like he, his voice is just another. <laughs> yeah, apart from Drake, obviously they're they're both incredible rappers. Um, <laughs> but Iggy just like it, his voice almost feels like it's part of the instrumentation. Like he's like yeah, yeah. trying to riff off everyone else. Else, like come up with a Elf. line of <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Christmas uh, special. Um, <laughs> Trying to think what else I said. I did say I think it's quite sexual. The lyrics on this are quite sexual. Yeah. Um, it was like I mean, most of them sort of uh, I mean, you are a bit like that. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, it's... like stick it. I'm gonna stick it in. Yeah. yeah stick it. It's about inside. Yeah. It's about needles though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as I read on yeah. Genius. I mean, this album is very much sort of um, influenced by a lot of substances. There's yeah. Like Must there's a, there's varying like reports on like what they were taking, but they say that. Um, Apparently Iggy was on acid every single day when they were recording it. They were smoking a hell of a lot of weed and also they were getting into heroin by this time, which were they were actually shown by their manager. Yeah. That and that's really you are never gonna do well as a band if your manager is getting yeah, he's like, this will get you better. This will get you writing yeah. better music, trust me. That's crazy. Well, they must have been a fucking pain to work with. Oh, yeah, life. Yeah, you're like yeah. going in there, it's like Iggy Pop just tripping balls. I heard a few stories about like the uh, the management or the studio they would just be sat in the mixing room yeah. and they'd be in the studio and Iggy would just go up to the glass and just stare at them <laughs> <laughs> and just freak them out. It's because uh, he's seeing fractals, Dan. Yeah. He's there. <laughs> fucking seeing traces. Existential crisis. He, yeah. He's, he's dematerializing. <laughs> um, yeah, should we get on the next track? Uh, yeah, this one is Loose.
Thoughts on this one? Drugs. <laughs> Drugs, obviously. Drugs, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I like where the drums are placed in this track. I thought it was strange. They were like pan like far right. Yeah, or it yeah, could have been yeah. far left. I don't know which way my speakers are plugged in. Cancelled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have to listen to it on vinyl and see. But um, yeah, no, I, uh, again, <laughs> lyrics on this one. I, th- I have a feeling he didn't write these lyrics, that he was just coming out with them. Well, Do we know if he yeah, didn't yeah, actually yeah. write them? They recorded these like hundreds of times. Yeah, well, I mean, on this copy, there's like alternate takes. And I do think there's some difference. I mean, you can argue whether it's because like he's just too stoned to remember what they are or like, yeah. he hasn't actually written them. They, they do sound kind of stream of consciousness, but yeah. yeah. I can see why they wanted this to open the album lyrically, though, because I mean, I feel like there's kind of like a mission statement in the lyrics. Yeah. I mean, you have to, with an album like this, it's, it's important you don't try and sort of over-intellectualized the, the lyrics because, you know, they're, they're, for most of it, here you screaming, I feel all right, and, you know, or just, you know, just making noises. But there's um, <laughs> the, one, of the re- one of the lyrics which I've got written down is, uh, I took a record of pretty music, now I'm putting it to you straight from hell. Yeah. So essentially uh, yeah. saying, I'm not doing anything interesting, I'm just, I'm just taking some music that already exists and making it all fucked up. And, See, if he, yeah. like, if he the, did come up with Out of the Spot, it's genius. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like the way he sings it, if he didn't come up with this on the spot... Yeah, he must have. He, mu- he like, must like Because you... I feel like it takes away from that. Like, it feels like everyone else is coming up with it on the spot. Obviously, they've written the music to an yeah, extent. Yeah. It feels but like very you, frenetic like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Like you, Dan, it. you were explaining before about how, like, in the, the later stages of the career where they, like, they were teaching... He was, like, teaching one of the guys the drum parts. He, oh, yeah. Well, this is a tangent, but... Yeah. You probably know this, Tom, but I, I watched a bit of a documentary on them. And uh, one of the parts was talking about after this album, where it all just fell apart for them when they broke up. Like, the bassist... They had to kick the bassist out because he was getting too drunk. And the drummer had to leave for something for some reason. And so they got <clears> McKay, who was a saxophonist on this... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...to play the drums, Georgie. even though he couldn't play. <laughs> uh, so like they'd be that's that's so brilliant though like, they'd be live and he he would forget the beat and he would have to stop singing go up take oh. the sticks play the beat for him and be like that's the beat and then he'd be like okay and just finish the song that's, yeah, that's... every single song and he got booed off <laughs> but that's what I mean like if they're doing that they're doing that kind of stuff I highly doubt they've gone into this like right this is what we're doing yeah. this is the these are the lyrics this is what you know you're going to play on guitar all yeah. that it's definitely improv a lot of it yeah they, they have a rough sure. they have a rough idea i'm sure yeah yeah just going and just like do whatever they want yeah yeah i like this track um very raw like the, the, the keep the momentum going a bit like i think on the next track kind of the momentum falls off slightly i don't know if that was the mix yeah or just the track but anyway yeah. we'll um, get into that one in a sec i just want to ask you about the uh stick it deep inside lyric yeah, what do we what do we think <laughs> we this is to. referring to because uh, I reckon there's a couple. I, yeah. Given that you thought it should have been, well, it was going to be the first track on the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the vinyl needle? Is he maybe, dropping the needle? Well, is that you? Is that original? Like yeah, you? that is maybe, original. Maybe. Is yeah. it? Not genius. It's not genius, I don't think. <laughs> oh, we turned the sound. That's a well, shocker. That. So sh- there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I did read on genius, though, that he's talking about heroin. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it. I, I think it's like deliberately vague. I mean, yeah, you know, like it's it. You know, they, they had to sort of like step around a lot of what they were saying in in the in this era anyway, because yeah. of, you know, label restrictions and stuff. You know, yeah. So I think yeah, they were definitely sort of going, oh yeah, we'll just sort of have this random lyric which could mean a number of things. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very it is very vague. Um, it suits the track though. I'd down to it's two. just like double entendre of sex and. The needle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Slightly. Whatever goes on in the fun house. Does um, anyone know anything about this fun house? Oh yeah, do you know anything about the, the actual fun house? It's a bit like well, the, the, the the studio. Yeah, was it was it, was it a studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they, were yeah, they well, living they, there? I, I, I don't think it was called. I don't think it wasn't like officially called fun house, but they just called it the fun yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. And Got so it. yeah, I mean, and that, and that sort of like links back to what you're saying about it, it sounding incredibly live, is because it's literally just it's na- it's named after what they called the place. Yeah. So it's about like. You know, inviting you into the fun house and like letting you have that experience with the band of you know, and I think I think that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Marvin's room. Yeah. What I was going to say on the lyrics, and I, this is another bit, another factoid for Miles on the dock. But, <laughs> um, Iggy was saying about how when he was a kid, you see in this trailer, he used to watch this kids show, and on one of the kids shows, there was like this educational character 
It would tell the kids to write their own stories. Yeah. But when they do it, use no more than 25 words. And apparently he took that for like the whole of his career. <laughs> and he tried to keep it. Like, generally, generally. And you can see it coming off. Like, yeah. If you look on, like, it, obviously it's more than 25 words. But he tries to just repeat. This doesn't use overcomplicated It's not words. much more. It's not, it's not much more. Yeah, no, it really is. It can't be much more than most of the tracks. It's quite interesting. Yeah. I think he's taken that into his songwriting, if you can call this songwriting. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's like song that riffing. That kind of answers why the lyrics never really, you know, barely two syllable words. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it is like, I reckon it is like 25 words on most songs, because a lot of them repeat. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking like 25 yeah, I, different words. I counted a few of them, it was like 34. Oh, um, I was thinking, he's grown up, he's grown up. I was thinking to myself, actually, like, Iggy Pop is actually kind of like... A god? Like, well... I mean, debatable, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, he's he's essentially like a punk rock James Brown. Yeah. In that he just sort of scats over the top of the band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because James Brown, like, you know, after every sentence, he goes, <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, baby. Hey! He's, yeah, so, yeah, he's yeah. like screaming something from the depths like, of hell instead. Bra- yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. James Brown just hey, like, James I need a word here. Hey! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. What well, do you do you think, do you know anything about the politics of the Stooges at this time? Because... I suppose this was after it was like a lot of these bands like MC5, yeah, who um, were label mates with on Electra, um, and others. I should probably don't (laughs) Don't have notes, uh, don't have notes. And I suppose it was like a retaliation to the Vietnam War. Yeah, I wonder. Do you think Iggy had any room in his head for politics? I I can't see it. (laughs) No, I can't see it. Just drugs. Yeah, I don't think this album has sort like really it's no political comment at all like it's it's, yeah. it's pure it's it's like pure hedonism you know it's just yeah we're here yeah. we're having a fucking good time in the fun house you know it, like, genu- it genuinely does feel like completely detached from anything with meaning uh, that isn't yeah. like yeah. personal like I think it's a retaliation to um like the psychedelic movement like the love and peace movement the I, yeah I, yeah I, I can d- see I, that I, I don't know though because if you listen to their first album there's some real like avant-garde psychedelic elements in that first record. Like there's a track called "We Will Fall," which is like John Cale literally doing a drone that. on his viola for like yeah. for so, ten minutes, and so they're 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 singing like some Zeppelin. kind of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're doing that and they're, they're like the the backing vocals are just like the, sort of this like Indian raga sort of chant that's going over the top of it, and it's oh, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think you, I mean, see, this is the thing. It's like they. This is why I say they're not really punk. It's because they had a lot of serious avant-garde elements. Like I was reading that Iggy Pop would bring like hoovers and blenders and shit into the studio so yeah like, you know household items so i like add so add cool. sort of sound could he play an instrument I, I love doing that stuff yeah yeah i i don't i don't actually know if he could play instruments i think he can yeah now. well i'm just thinking yeah, why, why he was i was, really was he a drummer originally yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. really but then he got he said he's, he got bored of looking at people's asses <laughs> <laughs> then he made everyone look at his ass yeah, yeah. Actually. he said the best one he was behind then he said some really risque comment about this <laughs> oh he said a lot of risque things man <laughs> Uh, it was funny. Yeah, watching watching an interview with him is is like borderline entertaining and uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like it is uncomfortable watching him like like exist sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you see, like the interview was just like shaking. Yeah, they they especially at the time when they were also like PC. Yeah, <laughs> they just don't know how to deal with him. Yeah, I love it. Um, and like, I saw a couple of them take the piss out of him. Like he was like laying back in his chair, put his feet up. Like and uh, this guy, the, the yeah, the mic, mic yeah, poor mic technique there. <laughs> and some guy did it, some guy who was interviewing did it as well, and he kind of looked at him like he was going to kill him, and it just went deadly silent. It was <laughs> weird guy, on, weird guy. On something. Yeah. yeah. Next track, Wait, right? Yeah, Should we go next track? track? Yeah. 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 Uh, TVI. feeling on this one now see I said before this killed the momentum so yeah, not the, completely killed it this is what I we agree. were saying before about the the mix I don't know if it's the same yeah, this, uh, it's, no, about, no. it's a good couple DB quieter now, now you say it in reference to this song yeah. this this is definitely like I think the weakest track on the album it's same, like, same. the riff the riff is like 
um, mighty repetitive, shall we say? Um, and you know, it's it's like it's very simple. I, they they kind of I think this is a bit phoned in this track personally. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. But you know, it, I think it I think it keeps up the momentum. And, but it's a bit long, you know. And, yeah. I, and I'm someone who who really likes certain things that are really long. But I think the thing with song length is that you have to you have to justify the length of the song, you know. Mm. And you can do that in like different ways. Um, if it's like an ambient piece, it can be like an hour long, and it, yeah. and it kind of it works because yeah. that's that's what it's aiming to do. Yeah. But you know, like the song stops, and then the riff comes back in yeah, again. And they yeah. do like one more chorus. And I'm just like, you could have ended the song. Yeah. Yeah, because I got to the end of this song. Well, what I thought was the end when the song stopped. Yeah. And, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Thank and the God. riff come back. And then it came like, back oh, in. I was like, oh God, we, again. We all did that. Which <laughs> I think every time I listen to this record, like I, I'm I'm like waiting for TBI to end, and it ends, and like. Oh, and then it comes back. Yeah, again. it's oh, back. It's back. Um, so apparently, TV stands oh, for twat vibe. Okay, genius. Genius. <laughs> 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 Every time we go through this, I are we are we genuinely use genius as a sort of bible, but it's just blokes on the yeah, internet. Every time, it's just coming one, up. I think this one does have. You finish what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So. According to Please Kill Me, The Uncensored Oral History of Punk by Lex McNeil and Gillian McCabe, TVI was a code Stooges Ron and Scott Ashton's uh, sister yeah. used yeah. with her friends to describe a guy she liked. Uh, I've if, seen many a girl. Sorry, you can... If one, <laughs> if one of the girls liked a guy, they had a TVI on them. Well, TV yeah, standing uh, for twat vibe. vibe. And I say that any girl at house party that's seen you play piano it's <laughs> giving, giving you the TVI it's classic it's classic and twat vibes didn't need to write that one down still remember that one yeah uh, interesting yeah demonic this one yeah uh, real demonic but not in a like cool way very brooding yeah yeah why do you think the mix was so, i hate to come back to it but it just it's a bit weird to me i don't I, know it might be different on the record yeah you should you, give it a listen on spotify and you, you'll notice it it's weird it's really it weird. happens like a couple like, of times have i turned it down yeah yeah and i listened to it back because i was like i must have turned it down by accident but no it's like it's like they have mastered like five of the tracks and they left two of them unmastered yeah yeah, yeah. it's weird yeah, it's, it's it's house is the other one is it yeah it could be fun no, it's uh, it? oh, it might be. I think it might was be. Like, yeah, yeah. No, 1970. It's 1970. Yeah. No, it was 1970. Right. Sorry, go on, Tom. Yeah. Oh, I probably wasn't gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> well, no worries. No worries. Uh, should we move on from that one? <laughs> that one deserves getting moved on from. Uh, let's go. Let's go with dirt next. think it uh i i love this track i, I yeah. it's got it, it develops quite a lot in in a quite a simple way and i think yeah that is, it's it's one of iggy's only real sort of singing performances you know yeah, there's, the a, there's, a, there's a melody to mm. it you know i so. thought i would have thought this would have been the single I yeah yeah interesting I it mean, seems like the most radio friendly oh yeah yeah. If they got on the radio, did yeah. they? Yeah, it's got I mean, no, no chance. No chance. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, they're very much, very much underground when they were. Yeah, they did pirate radio. Around. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny going back to what you were saying about the MC5 as well. It's because I was reading that um, Electra, which is the label they were both on, they put I think it was like twenty grand into the MC5. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and they put like five thousand into into the Stooges. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what's funny about that is that I mean, the MC5 are only really remembered for kick out the jams, and that's yeah. literally yeah, yeah. it. Like, they didn't really do anything. I think most of them died pretty quickly, I'm fairly sure. Don't quote me on that. But yeah. yeah. 
I mean, uh, most of the students are dead now. Yeah, but we're not, we're not alive. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like Keith. Alive. It's like Keith Richards. You know, yeah. like, I wake every time? day. I wake up and Keith Richards is still alive. <laughs> I count as a blessing. You know? That's crazy. <laughs> he must be living off just like I think. I think Iggy stuck in his joints. Yeah, like, Iggy's got to be Richard. closer to to death than Cliff Richard. Not Cliff. Cliff, Cliff Richard. Cliff Richard. Bastion of rock. Cliff Richard has some serious plastic surgery. No, he must. Be a lot close to death for well, sure. Keith Richards was saying the only reason like he's still alive is because like the heroin he was getting was like premium shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? He only ever got like the purest fucking heroin, and that's why he's still alive. Apparently, that makes sense. That and blood transfusion, but you know, not a Jehovah's Witness then. Getting political on the show. <laughs> weird, weird. weird. <laughs> but yeah, um, back to back to death. Yeah, I think it's a slapper. Yeah, um, it's my favorite. It's not my favorite track actually. Turn that back. But and we do have a segment. That was introduced last week, which is which song would you yesterday? Have you seen yesterday? Oh, right. I, the, I haven't the seen awful it. film. And I yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I I I saw the like the what is it the fucking trailer and I yeah I just, the concept just like just was yeah just we're somewhat of a blew so, your mind. we're like so, a blowing <laughs> of it we love it because it's so bad it's just yeah. like it's just like the it's just like the idea that if the Beatles never existed the music would still be in the same place yeah do you know what I mean oh, yeah it would yeah. be totally different um, yeah. anyway. On that point, we decide each if we were if go on. forgotten the studios. <laughs> studios hadn't existed, and you could take one of their tracks off this album to come out with as like steal a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Single. You go for plays. You're going for notoriety. I go with dirt. Yeah, I go, I with, go dirt. with dirt. Yeah, if you're going for if you're going for the notoriety thing, yeah. I mean, yeah. Personal choice would probably be LA Blues, but we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. We'll, we'll get onto that. Favorite track, but you could also no. It's, it's, that's not the well. same as a favorite track. But no, no, it's just the one you want to write. But yeah, it's the one you want to well, write. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, so the uh, the the yesterday EP that's formed so far is the less I know the better and uh, um, <laughs> and or LA Blues and or LA Blues <laughs> that would be a mental record it's a B-side it's a B-side on the record because <laughs> um, I on the LA Blues being a yesterday I was 50-50 but if I was going for to see what the reaction of people would be LA Blues if I was going mm. for money yeah, I'm yeah. going to yeah yeah, yeah 100% <laughs> right yeah, uh, yeah I, I thought this the bass line in this that you played on the piano by accident before. Yeah, that was a crazy moment. Crazy <laughs> <laughs> Dan doesn't play the piano; he just play, just strummed out the uh, the, bass the, the bass line yeah. to that's, dirt. That's, that's dirt. It's a nice, nice bass line as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a great bass yeah. line. I love, um, I love, I love the mixing of the bass on this record in general. Like, yeah, it's great, like kicking in the mid range. Yeah. So yeah. I know no one wants to hear about that. But no, no, we, like yeah. we're all audiophiles who listen to this podcast, especially those who are from Nigeria. Mabo again. <laughs> Mabo again Mabo to all again. of you guys. Um, but yeah, no, definitely one of the, the better tracks for me. They're yeah. on an O mind. Did yeah. anyone get that? What's that? The O mind. The O mind? Is that it? Is that right? You non Stooges fans. You non Stooges fans. I read this on Genius. So of course you did. Oh, Brett, that means you're totally a bigger Stooges fan. Yeah, no, definitely. Sorry, definitely. Sorry, definitely. Final, so I think we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, O mind right. means. Um, what the Stooges used to describe a collective state of consciousness when they're all vibing oh, on the same wavelength. Sick. Yeah, <laughs> very, very much the thing. We should come track. up with like a podcast version of that. Oh my! What do we all recall it? Not now, Dan. Off the top of the head. <laughs> yeah. um, oh mind. I'm, I'm calling it. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> that's staying now. That's staying for sure. Um, right. Yeah. Iggy's vocals sound different. Yeah. on this one for sure there's a lot there's a lot less echo and it's, yeah. it's more sort of um, just like very straightly sung it's more yeah. studio as well yeah it's, a more, it's probably yeah, yeah, more, yeah. it's probably the most studio it yeah. feels it feels oh, yeah. like they're like they're standing like further apart all the amps are further apart in the room yeah like, there's a lot more like space in the track right you get you, and also because it's a, like it's not just full throttle it's like so you hear a lot of the the sparseness of the room um, which I which I really like. Yeah, I like I, li- I love the guitar in this. It's very nicely like the texture builds up very nicely because I I imagine he started playing his wah pedal like sort of halfway through just yeah. off the cuff and then like he's playing the chorus chords in you know on, on his wah pedal and it just adds that really like nice sort of filtered texture to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great song. Great I had song. loads of notes on this one as well, like <sighs> bumming the, the guitar. <laughs> I've lost it, but I do remember some of the lyrics which I like. Just simple, like. Was it I'm dirt? 
I've been hurt, something like that. Oh, the one I've got here is, uh, just is I, up. I've been hurt, I don't care, because um, I'm burning inside and I'm just dreaming this life. Yeah, it's cool. Which I think, yeah. again, like I said earlier, it's, it's important not to sort of uh, over-intellectualise these lyrics. Yeah. I think I think that's a great lyric because, you know, there's like a there's a real mix in throughout this album, particularly there, like of sort of nihilism but yeah. and optimism. It's like the sort of, you know, because he's constantly like affirming, I feel all right and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm dirt, I'm dirt but I don't yeah. care. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like this album is just all attitude, you know what I mean? It's not about being original. It's not about not about even being good musicians. It's just about having a, a like a fuck you attitude. I think you know? they are yeah. great musicians. They, they are. They yeah. were like 20-ish when they wrote Really? This. Yeah, and I heard the guy that was yeah. in the studio talking about Jesus. it. Jesus. They were like the talent of these guys on the guitar and... The, the sax, like... Yeah, no, f- phenomenal, playing. phenomenal guitar playing in yeah. particular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I had my notes because I did have some really good things to say. <laughs> <laughs> Great bass playing as well. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good stuff. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the next one? Side two. Um, so is it our side two yeah. now? Is there a change? Yeah, does it sound better than side two? I mean, no, I mean, I mean, like, is there a change oh, in mean, uh, in, in mood, mood or like? Did you did you find any? Well, it comes back up. I, I kind of got it. There was a bit more like even more avant-garde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, what I go this, for. This like a lot looser. I feel like they've been holding back the sax. Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally, like teasing it. Then nineteen seventy comes in. And they just let it let it loose. And then it carries on to Funhouse, where it just goes mental. Yeah. yeah. The, sax, the sax is like the treat that you've yeah, like, yeah, waited yeah, yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then it just, like, it really pays off in the end, doesn't it? <laughs> Final track. <laughs> I think goes it off the chain. Um, um, but, yeah, no, uh, again, this one, a lot quieter. Don't get why they do it. So I don't know if it's, like, some problem on Spotify, maybe. Maybe. Don't I know. mean, yeah, don't Spotify, know. Spotify maybe. mess that kind of stuff up sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I've I've ne- I've never noticed that personally, but I, I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stop worrying, worrying. Good track though. Good track compared <laughs> yeah, to just, some just, of them. Just about getting fucked up, you know. I think it's all about the sax here for me. This one. When yeah. It comes yeah. In, you're just like yeah. It's like Lovely. it becomes jazzy, even jazzier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For all the experience. And it just it just adds that slightly sort of sophisticated um, avant-garde element. Like yeah, I love that. I love that kind of shrill. Like sort of like breaking the saxophone type thing. Yeah, Ben Sampson does that incredibly well. Yeah, I'm trying to think <laughs> what it's called. I'm trying to think what it's called because he always used to call it something. I just Can't call it. it I call it scronk. Scronk. Well, yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, the, like scronking on, the... on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sax is really scronking on this one. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I've just got like um, complete avant-garde. Can't describe. Just this I can't decide whether it's a mess or a masterpiece. But I, I suppose that is just like what he's kind of implying there. Did you say that about the album? Yeah, but this one, tracks. this one, and the last track as well, LA Blues. Mental. We, Noise. We, yeah, yeah, it's actually mental. <clears throat> but yeah, it was one of my favourite. I'm really annoyed by the mix. And the first half, it's not as good as the second half for me. I, I, it's getting a bit boring, a bit samey for me almost. What, the first um, half of the track? Or the yeah, first the first half of, of the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Track. Uh, and then when they let the sax free, just upped everything up the ante. Yeah, yeah. For sure, myself. for sure. What about you, Bibo? Bibo. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's it's, it's not my uh, yeah, cheers, man. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not it's it's not it's not necessarily my favorite on the album, but um, yeah, I think it's it's a great track. It picks up like picks up the pace quite a lot from um, from Dirt, which is a, a little bit quieter. Um, and yeah, yeah, I don't have much more to say on this track. Yeah, it's, it's, just, uh, it's just upping the visceral again. Obviously, nice, lovely, lovely bit of tenor sax from you know, George Mackay. Yeah. On Mackay, um, I think I believe I called him Mackay earlier. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Anyway, um, do you think whose idea was the sax? Do you think? Do you think that was Iggy, or do you think it was the studios? I I I, I wouldn't genius. be able to tell you. I'm because I'm wondering whether it was overdubbed or whether it's live. And I'm, I'm oh, I, it's I'm, such a shame if 
No, it can't be. If you listen yeah, to the it does, track, it does sound very in the room. That's the thing. Like, um, but yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell based off just the sound of the recording. But like, judging on the actual playing and how it interacts, it definitely sounds like it's in the room. Yeah. Because like, I think <clears> the next track. Should we move on to the next track? Yeah. It was, yeah. The next track yeah, is yeah, yeah. Uh, is Funhouse. Track. So straight into this one, yeah. They do enter the fun house here, baby, because it gets fun. Seven minutes of just like absolute craziness. Every yeah. guitar, every instrument's just going at their peak of their powers at this point. And like what you were saying, I, this is what I was talking about earlier about Iggy being this orchestrator. Yeah. Not look, maybe he was looking at them. You can imagine him in the studio, like looking at them. He, his vocal inflections are being echoed by the sax. Yeah, yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah. And the guitar is always building. It's yeah. like precious yeah, yeah. building, precious building. Then at one point, Iggy's like, "And we calm it down." And then he goes like, slow, or slow it down. Yeah, and it calms. Then they bring it back yeah, in. Yeah, and yeah. It's sick. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite tracks. No, yeah, it's it, it's it's brilliant. Like a great great baseline on it. And actually, funnily enough, I was when I was listening to it back. Um, you'll probably you you might appreciate this, Alex. But I was think I thought for a second it might be um it might be in seven eight. Yeah. Because it's good. Like, yeah. But like, as as you know, as as punk as it can be, they make it four four by adding the extra on the end. But yeah, it very much sounded like a couple of songs that I know that are in seven eight, and I thought that would be really interesting if they had like chosen like a whacked out time signature. Yeah. So, do you do you reckon they were like, do you reckon they knew about that kind of stuff? No, like, no, 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 no. It was just like the yeah. way they were feeling like. Yeah, yeah. That kind of, yeah. I, I don't I don't believe any of these guys were classically trained. I don't no. think they have any. Any understanding of that? I mean, they're working from a like a from a from a blues sort of background, so you know they're. Yeah. I think they're. Um, it was very much off the cuff, and when bands like this sort of do sort of foray into that territory. Yeah. I imagine a lot of it is written without them kind of realizing. That yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's more done off like what feels right. Yeah. In terms yeah, of these kind of things. I mean, no, no one was quantizing stuff back then, so. Like, no. They weren't thinking. I want to try. How do we line this up on logic? <laughs> I wouldn't want to try quantize an Iggy Pop song. I think you'd be like. Oh, I'd fucking ruin it. No, you'd yeah. hate it. Yeah, you'd, you'd also yeah. he'd kill you. You'd hate it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the another great bass line on this one as well. I thought yeah. it's a nice, Classic nice bass line. Very, it's actually kind of very Dorsey sounding. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, like the. We'll show you what that meant. <laughs> as, as in the band The Doors. I don't know. Um, I yeah. yeah, but I mean, because the bass, the, the Doors, the Doors didn't actually have a bass player. There was a, on like L.A. Woman, which is their last album. Yeah. Uh, they had a couple of bass, right. bass, actual bass tracks in, but most of the bass on those albums was played by the keyboard player on like a Fender, like a Fender Bassman um, keyboard. Okay. So they, right. they didn't actually, which is really impressive, but they didn't actually have a bassist. But I think, I think the sort of the, like the the tone of the midsection is very reminiscent of of that sort of sound. It's very much a, a sort of Gibson sounding bass, very sort of high, high yeah. hot output. So it's in ter- in terms of like the mix, you think it sounds very Dorsey? Like yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I like this track Heavier, uh, more than a a fair few of them, to be honest. Um, it's it's a weird one, you, and it's also you, very. Well, go on. Not, not to out you here, but yeah. you, you text me that you found this quite boring at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably going to get into this at the end. Yeah, I am going to get into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, do you, this, how do you find this boring? Do you find this one boring at all? I find I find it, I, I said it to you, like, because you were like, it's not, it's hardly boring. Yeah. Right. It's like the almost the opposite of boring. There's so much shit going on. Mm. For me, it was like, if you bang your head against a wall... You only do it so you can do it so often. It's still boring. Mm. If you if you understand what I mean, like yeah, the more, you're just you doing mean, like it's not really like an ebb and flow. Really the no, no, the intensity of it, yeah, the intensity of it just makes it boring. There is no ev- there is never a release. Now I know this album is always it's just tension, and that's probably yeah, what they yeah. wanted the whole way through. And the the release comes when you press stop. 
and that's it. Yeah, and you've yeah, escaped yeah. the well, fun yeah. house. And like you say, it's a sh- it's, it's quite a short record. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Probably for that reason as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if this is any longer, it would be a really it would drag on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was that was my my feeling with it. It's Got like it. when you listen to it front to back, uh, there isn't much variation going on in it in terms of like, you know, are they doing anything different here apart from apart from the sax coming in stuff like that. Got it. Got it. Save the rest for later. Yeah. Uh, there's all you to. Jump yeah. Okay. Down. Okay. But I did ask you. It's my fault. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll go. Should we go into the next one? Yeah, 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 let's do it. LA Blues. It's crazy. I, I text Bennett like, you heard this one. It's <laughs> breaking code because I was like, this is not anything like this. Yeah. Can um, you can you try and explain the track. why you like this song so much? Because yeah. I I did not like this at no, all. No, well, I mean, knowing you, you, you I know I know you wouldn't. You, yeah. you probably wouldn't be a fan of it. But I mean, I, it was funny because I, I was actually I actually checked out um, a, ver- a version of the album from YouTube and I was seeing if that was any different to the Spotify version. And one of the comments was like. This album is so punk, it it goes jazz at the end. Yeah. Um, and I Can thought that was. This track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because I mean, it's it's so like heavy, sort of improv. Like, we're just gonna fucking make noise for yeah, yeah. four yeah. and a half minutes. And you know, I personally am really into that kind of shit. I I I love abrasive music. Yeah. You know, I I love I love stuff which is like so sort of loud and uh, like full of tension that it's like it has you sort of feeling kind of nervous in a way like, yeah you know it's got it's got very much got a nervous energy and, and like iggy sounds like the, the antichrist he, he sounds like a lion genuinely <laughs> yeah. i've never heard a human voice sound like that before yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. roger waters gets pretty close on some early pink floyd stuff but nice. yeah yeah i um this this is my favorite track genuinely just really because, yeah i mean i'm looking to i i really respect that you said that as well yeah i, mean, I really I, I heard it i was like this is sick this is this is music this is Breaking boundaries. This is like what making music's all about. This is it's a it's a moment. It's a know? moment, yeah. isn't it? I, I I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't get that at all. I really? just think like it's so un, like obviously I know it's unstructured. And you're gonna be like, well, it's meant to be that way. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's meant to be that way, but it just isn't nice to listen to. I, I don't get me wrong. I can appreciate the musicianship going on and all that, but it's like a track to listen to. I'm not like. Sticking that right back on. What a yeah, track. I listened to it right what a track. like three times because I actually genuinely found myself... If you want more music that's like that, just, just, just ask me because oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> pointing you in the right direction. Because I've never really dabbled with this sort of music. I mean, yeah. punk rock or like hard, heavy rock in general has never really, never grabbed onto it. Yeah. Because it's just never taken to me. It's maybe it's because of my background or where I'm from, but we weren't born there at the time. But still, even today, I go back into it and I'm like, it's not my thing. But then I heard this and I was like, this is... This yeah. Is yeah. I mean, I, just, I don't get. I got, don't get. You could like attach anything back. to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think. I think. What I mean. I think. Yeah, what, I, know what you mean. I think the point of doing a song like this, especially at this time, because I mean, distortion had only really been around for yeah. about four, like four years or something. Yeah. By, by this point, so it's like still very early in that in that process. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think I, I think partly the reason they put this at the end of the record is is to get the kind of reaction that you've had, which yeah. is. You know, it, it's like it's like a big fuck you at the end of the record. It's just like, yeah, we're just gonna make fucking noise, and you're gonna listen to it. Yeah. You know? Like even if you don't like it, it doesn't matter. Like, and you know, the, the I guess part of the whole punk ethos is is like, we're gonna put you through this, even if you don't like it. Yeah, and you're gonna sit there yeah. and listen and to it. And if you yeah. don't like yeah. it, it's you know, there's something wrong with you. Something yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Well, I mean, that is. To be honest, that is what I felt would be the case if I came in here and I was like, I don't like it, and you two did. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. The, the answer would is always like, you know, if you don't like it, you don't get it. 
kind of thing, or yeah, if you don't like it. Bit, bit. No, no, I don't. I don't. I'll I be honest with you. I don't get it. No, it's it's my taste. It's all off. It's all off. This is going behind Taylor Swift for sure. This album. I'm joking. I'm joking. It was a taste joke, guys. It was a taste joke. But yeah, just a real strange one, and I can see again why. I can just see them all there at Rolling Stone just nodding to this. It's like, <laughs> this is going in the list for sure. This is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's the most avant-garde they get on the record, I think. Like, yeah, you know, it's, definitely. Um, I mean, if you've, if you've heard like the Velvet Underground, like their first two albums in particular, um, yeah. obviously they have the John Cale connection for the first record, but, you know, I think it's, it's, it's very, very much post-VU um, in that sense. Yeah. They, I mean, if you listen to a track like European Sun off their first, I think it's the last song on the first Velvet Underground record, the one with the the Warhol cover that everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, on. yeah. Um, and you know, ever ever since then, I think that, um, and also um, to a lesser extent, um, early Frank Zappa work. Yeah. Like since then, it's been about sort of creating an atmosphere through like pure atonal. Yeah. Um, just sort of noise, essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, they definitely they definitely got that on this one for sure. Yeah. Um, should we? Can you hear me real quick. Yeah, I can hear you, yeah. Okay, cool. All Maybe good. Don't just cut off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's finish up so on this wait, one. Let's do fave song, fave song. Fave song? Yeah. Tom, you start. Um, I, I love Down on the Street. I think it's one of my favourite album openers. Um, it would have to be between... Sorry, just a quick interrupt on this. I've just realised I've recorded this whole thing in mono. Oh, that's fine. It'll be fine. Will it be fine? It'll be fine. Okay, cool. No It'll one's an audio file listening to this. No, no, no. Sorry if there are Sorry if there are any audio We're live, live and in mono. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about in that case you just have like you pan the mono it to one? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. And then pan like something else to the other side. <laughs> just cut it out for the like, last five minutes. Just distort it, like how we're in LA bluesy bit. Yeah, I think I think it kind of suits it that this is in mono. Yeah. Why, why like, don't we have a noise music session after this for an hour? Yeah, like, just like why is this why is this episode song? three hours long? Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's actually, that weird buzz like in the in my left ear? That that is that is actually the Velvet Underground did something like that on um really? on, on their second album. So they have. Um, Are they on this list? Velvet Underground. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure they must definitely, be. definitely. They're about seventy odd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there'll be some. There'll be some like guys at Rolling Stone jerking off over that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like me. Oh, LA Blues. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no. On, I think it's on a song called "The Gift." So they have John Cale doing his sort of Welsh. Oh, wait, roll. The, the Rolling Stone editors here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I guys. I, I I actually work for Rolling Stone. Just so you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's an inside job. <laughs> no, yeah, but the, yeah, on that on that song, John Cale's on one side of the stereo field, um, doing this sort of spoken word story that Lou Reed wrote, and on the other side is this mono, um, like just distorted ass instrumental. Shit like that's um, cool. Yeah, that's your thing. Well, it's like if, if 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 you mix a song and it sounds good in mono, why not just have, have it, it one side and, and then have use another the other one for something else? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I think that's stuff, that's that's really out on God. So you're not glad you brought that because now we've had like a five minute chat about mono. <laughs> you yeah. do that if you recorded I mean this is this is what people are listening for guys come on come mate. For. this is content I'm not going to lie I, I really hope this turns out because I've been recording in mono it's been clipping mad oh is that why my fucking you turned me down yeah well let's just say I think it'll be fine okay it'll be fine let's post yeah we'll edit that in post <laughs> I, what edit clipping we'll just like you know <laughs> edit clipping <laughs> turn it down yeah we'll just, we turn it down anyway I'll turn myself down I mean I, I'm gonna sound like dog shit anyway so yeah no yeah, it's true but at least you're mono you might you know it'll be, you'd be so you actually you, you actually aren't clipping yeah, yeah, I'm I'm you've yeah. actually turned out with the best audio <laughs> quality <laughs> I'll be clipping I will be clipping you're clipping yeah Yeah. I am as well I'm I'm tur- so I turned this all down but I turned myself back up because I couldn't hear I couldn't work out what I was doing. I was so silly <laughs> recording the whole thing in mono. Anyway, yeah, carry on. It's fine. Come on, bro. <laughs> okay. So my favorite track, I'd love to go with LA Blues. Really? It's the one I'm going to walk away from this album remembering. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was the moment. I really, I, I respect that choice. That's an interesting one. Like, mm. it's probably the album. It's probably the track I'll walk away remembering. I wouldn't say it's my favorite track. I still think it's my favorite. I, really? Just because I'll remember it. I just like what just everything about it is what the Stooges it's the peak it's like an accumulation of all these men yeah Iggy 
um, the Ashtons. Yeah. Okay, you know, near Alexander. That's it. Yes. yes. Like, yeah, dude. Them, Big clip. Each one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a clip. Uh, each, one of them, uh, each one of them is like bringing something to the table. Yeah. And then the sum of their parts, when they're all together, they create that track. And it's just epic, punk, primal, abrasive. Yeah. Everything that you're looking looking for in this album. Pre- it's yeah. like precursor. It's building up. The tension's building. Yeah. And I think it is a release in ways. Appreciate the bit. Release, oh, yeah, that's true. It does release. Definitely a precursor to, like, noise and stuff like that. Noise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So, just noise. Well, not like... <laughs> noise music. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. God, that's a whole fucking I see thing. what you mean about, it, like, building up to that being the release. Yeah. Feels like the most tense part of the album. But... Oh, yeah. It does in the way that it just like denounces like song structure, mm. denounces like any sort of tone whatsoever. It can actually be seen as that release, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. What's yours, mate? I don't know. Me, uh, dirt. Yeah. Dirt, yeah. Uh, it's it's bloody track. normie like me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, dirt. to be fair, if, if I, I said down on the street, which probably is probably is on on dance, my favourite. But I, yeah, I would definitely be between. Um, down the street, dirt and LA blues. Yeah. See, I'm yesterday. So I, I'm sort of like a like I'm with both of you on those Got choices. It. Yeah. Which one yeah. were you yesterday? Which one were I yesterday? Um, you were talking about LA blues earlier. Yeah. Well, again, there's there is a lot of stuff that sounds like LA blues, like um, sort of from this era. Um, you know, also, you got to remember when you're yesterday and something, it's coming out now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Importantly. Yeah. Importantly. Yeah, because if you released Hey Jude now, everyone would love it, yeah. Oh, true, <laughs> true, they wouldn't. Yeah, no. I, I, I would, I would... Because I mean, obviously... <laughs> as in, as in, like... <laughs> so true, as so in, true, they just... As in, the, like, as in the film, where, like, the musical landscape has not really changed at all. Yeah. I haven't even... I haven't seen the film, but I've, I've, oh, I've heard... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I bet it is, I bet it is. Yeah. Bet it's like the room of, of the modern era. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I, th- I think that the musical landscape wouldn't be any different so you wouldn't pick like a sort of bluesy number no. so I'd probably I'd probably pick Dirt or um, or maybe Funhouse mm. or LA Blues Funhouse is a tune but there, mm. the, like I said there is a lot of sort of avant-garde stuff that you know LA Blues is sort of a part of that sort of thing, thing. is with LA Blues I think it's with a lot of these tracks if you were yesterday in them this absolutely useless bloody <laughs> uh, thing we're going on about here, yeah, yeah. but if you yesterday you um, LA Blues right, you couldn't play that exactly the way it was played. No, yeah, yeah. If you were trying to recreate no, it for a release, so that is a that's a problem with yesterday. Yeah, I think you're overanalyzing. I think it's important when you yesterday track. Yeah, but you've got to play it. It's already, but it's but it's already, but it's but the concept of yesterday like. Because it's from that film, it's already a stupid concept. Yeah, so yeah, we don't, yeah. We don't yeah, have to. Yeah. Obviously, set yourself rules. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, you do, but go, but going on that point, you do make a very good point there. Like, you, yeah, okay. you wouldn't to you would never, it. You would never perform this the same way twice. Yeah, nor would you. Nor it's would you be intended no. to. And, and that's probably the reason I wouldn't yesterday this track. Yeah, if you did. We perform it note by note no but if you did perform it <laughs> note by note it wouldn't be what it was what the Stooges made out to be in the first place it was so yeah. wouldn't, have, <laughs> wouldn't have the energy no no right, should we do final thoughts yeah or do you do least favourite track least favourite yeah, track yeah, on this one I think, I think we're all on um, wavelength on this yeah, one it's yeah it's a TVI yeah, yeah. TVI yeah, yeah. for sure move on final thoughts hit me Alex um, um, <laughs> uh, on this one um, four ums can we get to? <laughs> it's all right. Okay. It's all right. Um, it's it's not, not right. What's it, that? What lyrics was that? that was it's on about so five right. different songs. There. Clip. Yeah. He's flipping in this whole album anyway. So yeah, it's fine. true. It's true. true. In it's the true. style of the Stooges themselves. What are they? Are they? Our no, clipping. No, oh right! Oh right! I see! I see! Of course. Um, yeah, not for me. Not my kind of music. Yeah, I tried to get into it. I can appreciate it, and that's all I'm going to leave it with. Okay. On this one, S- simple with that. Comments, simple <laughs> with that. No, I've been, I've been, no, I've yeah. been criticised on the socials for being too critical. So <laughs> that's weak for me. Criticised <laughs> for being critical. God yeah, God. I know. I can't win. No, I can't win. <laughs> no, no, not everyone's an artist, but everyone's a critic. Just like they criticise you, mate. Well, you every- make your art. This is your art. Everyone's Sad. an artist. Everyone- <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's an artist now. They've got a fucking phone. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. So, yeah I'll, yeah, I'll go Paradise and then Tommy wrap it up. 
Yeah, um, go on, go on. Yeah, this one for me, I really enjoyed it. Like I said at the beginning, I went in expecting avant-garde, experimental. Not even primal. I didn't really know that it would be this primal, like abrasive and aggressive. But it was, and it was beyond my expectations. And it's, it's hard not for me to, I'll probably get some stick for this, from like rock fans. But it's hard for me, being so ill-versed in rock music and culture in general, I, I couldn't help but like compare this with Metallica and like the heavy metal movement because it's just aggression, aggression in music. Yeah, 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 yeah. This for me was so much more impactful and like definitely deeper. Yeah. Everything about it was just like way better than heavy metal, um, mm. and it left me with a new with a new genre of music that I had no idea about and an appreciation for it. Which and I think this album must be one of the best, if like, if not the best of this sound. I mean, that is without having listened to a lot of it. But yeah, I mean, it's, I was it's, so impressed by it. And Iggy is just like this. He's so unique a character. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Mm, yeah. And he comes. It is his album, really. Like, yeah. Without him, who are they? Yeah, it's I, true. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those. They're more than some of their parts, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I I I think this album is 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 fantastic. You know, I, I'm. I am a Stooges fan, so obviously I'm a little bit biased on that. But I, I think I think what's um, you know it's 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 super influential. And like what I was saying with the MC Five earlier, the record label ploughed like you know fifteen grand more into them. And beyond Kick Out the Jams, they're not really hugely influential beyond that. Obviously, you know part of the the original sort of punk scene and whatnot, especially in uh, <clears throat> in New York. But um, yeah, no, I I think it this stands the test of time so it's much. Classic, and it's yeah. Sounds so good less, today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and what what I love about it is that I mean, I listened to a lot of this kind of music when I was in my you know, my teenage years and stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, you got hormones flying around. This shit gets yeah. up. You know, it's guitar music and guitar music, as if that means anything. Um, yeah. But you know, like um, a lot of those records that I would listen to. Yeah. Um, like now, if I listen to them. I, I can appreciate them and you know there's a nostalgic element but it, nothing gets my blood rushing anymore when I put on this this that's album that's sad <laughs> I know it, it yeah, is yeah, sad no, it is sad I know I'm, same, like, some, yeah. same with I'm sure it's the same with you as well with like any teenage album it doesn't have that feel anymore oh yeah like you're, you're enamoured with something when you're yeah, a teenager yeah. and then yeah. you listen to it like when you're 23 and you're well, yeah it's alright yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I understand <laughs> why I liked lot. it but it doesn't yeah. really have the same effect now but this like this just makes me want to like break walls yeah, so, yeah, you know, and that, that that's why it stands out to me as a really good record. You know. Yeah. Um, I've left being. I'm now a Stooges fan. Like, I can safely say that. Yeah. I like the Stooges. Like, I couldn't say that before this. Will you be listening to other Stooges albums? Yeah, I will. I will listen to their first album. I want to. Like, you recommended it to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah the first. The first album the sounds more interesting. I want to be your dog. Thing. Is that? Okay. I want to be a dog. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, should we wrap it up with that? Should we do the list? We well, yeah. Well, where is where, where is this going? My list. Yeah, I've think about this one. Yeah, thought about it. I haven't even thought about it. I think. Well, I'm it's not... got a top Taylor Swift. I mean, joke. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah no, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be ninety six, I think. So what's the order? What, so we got. What have you done so far? Either? Right, so we got Taylor at the top, haven't we? You got the list. Yeah, hold on. Oh, you deleted the list. <laughs> no. So One hundred. You got red. Ninety nine. Take care. Yeah. 98, Music from Big Pink. 97, Master of Puppets. 96, Automatic for the People. And 95, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. And then 94, Currents. Yeah, see, I enjoyed REM more than this. REM. Yeah. So we're going to put this I, 90, uh, no, 96. Yeah, so just after Master of Puppets. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, this is my second favourite, I think. Really? So far. No. Yeah, it is, yeah. I'm going to put it... Uh, just after current, so second highest on nice. ice. Nice. Oh yeah. shit! That's yeah. a leapfrog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the first time we disagreed on a rating. Yeah. That's big. I think it was great. Well. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for coming. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, My pleasure. My this. pleasure. Honestly, hope you'll have you back again because uh, you're a great guest, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah. Cheers I've for coming. Myself, cheers for coming on. Yeah. Nice, mate. Um, follow us on our socials. Uh, social. Dlf underscore podcast and my beautiful dark listedfantasy at gmail.com see you next week what have we got next week uh, I don't know but it'll be in stereo it'll be insane <laughs> <laughs>